0: Hey, guys, one quick thing before we get started. I mentioned in my episode called Serenity Now that there are things that are in our control and out of our control. As a podcaster, one of those things seems to be the algorithm. In many ways, it dictates who will hear this show. But here's the cool thing we can influence some of those gargantuan systems. Influence the algorithm is by giving this podcast an outstanding rating and review. And not only are you influencing the algorithm, but you're reaching out to me through your comments, and I love hearing from you guys because that lets me know what to keep, what to change or consider. So take a moment and leave a rating or review. And with that said, let's get into it. I didn't just want a show that focused on business, sales, and funnels. My goal for my audience is to hone your craft. Welcome to Business Makers. I'm your host, Matthew Weimer. So my daughter went to the museum recently and she shared this origami of a fox that she had made. It was super cute. I know that I'm being biased, but she is an amazing artist and she colored it and everything her daddy loved it. My daughter doesn't have to think much about what she's going to make. She just makes it. Most adults, we lose something along the way in our creative intuition and we pick up the baggage and thoughts and roadblocks that hinder our creativity and our productivity. This show is called Business Makers and I chose the title carefully because I I didn't just want a show that focused on business, sales, and funnels. My goal for my audience is to hone your craft. Because the reality is while there are the fundamentals like we talked about on our last show, each of you has a distinct vibe, a particular pizzazz that makes your business, your idea, your solution what it is. My son recently had his fall break from school and a week before I noticed that the calendar had some days crossed off and I said to my wife, oh, there's only three days of this week and my wife wittingly bounced back. No, there's seven. It's a funny story to prove a real fact. Unless the apocalypse happens, we will always have the same amount of time between all of us it's universal. Even when we are on our vacation, we went to Franklin, Tennessee. Side note, it was a crazy trip. Our youngest son, George, got pink eye while we're on the trip. So we spent most of our time in the hotel. But Franklin, which is really close to Nashville, is one hour over in the time zone from Cincinnati, which is crazy because I've been overseas, experienced that, but it's crazy how you can be off by one hour and somehow you feel cheated. And I was thinking about it more on the ride back home. Nothing really happened. I didn't lose out. I've just been calling what Nashvilleians have been calling 135, 235. We all have the same time. And this is where we usually hear someone say like, You can't make time. And while the reality is true that we can't make the sun move slower or faster, I I do want to push back a little bit and ask what we mean by make. If someone were talking, if one were talking about changing the laws of nature or the systems that we use for time, well then, sure, you can't make time. If one, we're talking about changing the laws of nature or the systems that we use for time, well, then sure, you can't make time. But if you mean make as in taking the raw materials and shaping them into something new, then wait a minute. Maybe we can make time. In this episode, I'm going to give you three ways to make time with the time that you have. And it's kind of early for a Christmas reference, but we're going to do that by looking at your past, present, and future. Let's get into it. Excavate your past. The first thing that we can do, we can actively participate in is by reflecting and observing our past. Now, let me say this right off the gate. This is not sulking. This is thoughtful, strategic, This is methodical. We are excavating our past to figure out what worked, what didn't work, what we can learn. When we look at our past, it's a mixed bag of the good, the bad, and the ugly. One of the things we will need to discern when we're excavating our past is whether something is trash or treasure. On a somewhat seasonal basis, my family and I will collect items that are, we no longer use, and we will donate them to Goodwill or Vietnam Vets almost every time it causes me to think about why we bought those things in the first place. Undoubtedly, I learned something new about myself and it shapes my buying habits in the present and the future. The same can be true of your business journey. As we consider the times we started a project just to watch it flop or we embarrassed ourselves at a networking event, We can handle these moments as lessons instead of regrets. What seems like trash might make for an amazing compost? I don't know about if you compost, I compost. I'm always amazed at the vegetable and fruit scraps and ground coffee. All this stuff that used to go in the trash can now be used and uh, make something new. Two things that help compost is air circulation, regularly churning and allowing the compost to come in contact with air. And the other thing is time. It takes time for banana peel to become tilling soil. It takes some age for a recent fail to become a mile marker of how we got through a certain situation or overcame a certain challenge. But with time and space, we'll look back at our past and see fertile soil for new crops. You may have heard of a Uh, about doing a time audit. Now, audits in nature are pretty objective, which I think is good. It's just telling the facts. Gary Vaynerchuk said in a recent post, the number one reason that people struggle with time management is because they beat themselves up for not having a productive week, day, or year, and they don't realize that it's subjective. However you choose to time audit with each decision or action that was taken, how did you feel in the moment? Where was your EQ in that particular situation? Because it's often that how we're feeling will tell us something about why we did that thing. And if we know why, we can ask ourselves in the present and future, is there anything I can do going forward? Cultivate your present. I try not to use this word "cultivate" because I am. Uh, it's become somewhat of a buzzword in some of the circles that I run with. I'm an etymology nut, and the origins of this word share a relationship with other words like "root" or "dwell." So I get I get this mental picture in my head. I am into this thing called bushcraft. Now I have never tried this, but It's fun to watch. It's basically the art of survival. People will go into the forest with no tent, minimal supplies, and make a dwelling, figure out a way to cook a meal. What's amazing is how calm and collected they are, but also how quickly they create a livable space made from things around them. Between past, present, and future, present is most tangible. Think about it. The past is in the past and who knows what the future holds, but yet the present can be surprisingly the most elusive. The self-help genre is filled with books, courses, retreats centered around being present. What are some habits that you could form in your workday that would root you in the present? This can be particularly fun to brainstorm because it can happen right now today. If you don't have set breaks, you can start setting them. This could be something non-work-related. You could pray, meditate, whatever. And I would recommend start small. Small and consistent will eventually grow. If you're a sole so hard to say, make a point to interact with a loved one or a fellow peer. If you have a team, schedule a check-in. Now, now this one... You need to be careful on because what I don't want you to do is have a meeting where the boss is checking in. It's more how the day is going and less about what where they are in a project. It's scheduled or habitual and it's enjoyable. Motivate your future. So many times in our workday, we are working on something for our future. We are writing a copy for a course or we're batching content for the next month. So many things we do feel governed by the future. But why? Well, even though the future is filled with quite a bit of mystery, there are some concrete things that shape it. Death is probably the most definitive. But if we look at our calendar, we can see it too. Think about it. Whatever day you're on now, the next day will be whatever follows. If it's Friday, tomorrow will probably be Saturday. If it's Monday, it'll probably be Tuesday. If it's Friday, tomorrow will be Saturday. If it's Monday, it will be Tuesday. Deadlines that usually filled those days of the week, while they could be canceled or rescheduled, they have a way of presenting their own concreteness. Most of us treat them as if they are going to happen. Even though the future is elusive, it has hard and soft parameters. On the positive end of things, we have goals and aspirations that we hope to fulfill. Now, I'm going to pause here for a second on that word hope. The word hope is is often used as a desperate plea or what you do if your chances are slim. But the word hope is pretty powerful. One of the most timeless stories is called Star Wars A New Hope. And I know it's a little early for Christmas, and this is my second Christmas reference. I'm sorry, but it's getting close. But one of my favorite carols has a line in it. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. I mean, come on. Uh, The word hope bleeds with expectation. And expectation seems to be the driver of future. So how do we set our expectations? As I noted earlier, the future has parameters and, I, and often ones we don't want to think about. It's easy to dream and I'm going to use an old gaming term, but we put ourselves in God mode as if nothing bad can happen to us. But I think this is where we can drive the ship a bit. When we embrace these set points in the future, some might even say if we honor these points in the future, we can better set our path in the present to work in the things that are so set. And let's talk about that for a bit because some of us, and let's talk about that for a bit because some of us, the other. And let's talk about that for a bit because some of us get so stuck on the things they can't change about the future. The variables that we've been given are great, especially if you're listening in the Western world. We have so much potential to set new and bold and brave expectations of for the future. The cool thing is that this goes beyond the things that we will witness ourselves. We can build legacy. We can invest in younger generations. And these things are a net positive. I've never been to the redwood forest, but I've seen a lot of photos. And I have to imagine seeing the multitude of trees is more breathtaking than just seeing one. And from what I've read, the trees roots grow wide and create this network of roots that are strong. So we have an opportunity in our future to build strength in communities. And I know for myself, there were people in the past that built into me. Well, that is it for today's show. I hope that you were encouraged to rethink, reshape, make time in your business and your life. I'm your host, Matt Weimer, and you can follow me on Instagram or threads at Weimer House Media, and we will see you guys in the next episode.